0: So we have a ton of questions and comments, uh, which is expected after a win and uh, super excited about that. So it's one of the things I love about Spits and Suds is going through them. And uh, Sean and I can uh, create tree branch topics uh, off of that. So we always like to do that in the back half. Uh, So thank you so much for uh, spending your Memorial Day weekend. Shout out, by the way, to uh, all the veterans of the past who sacrificed their lives and all the current veterans um for all their service we're not able to do that uh without you guys so thank you so much on this holiday weekend Cameron Teague asked uh, just wow this team has shown so much these last two games go stars uh Jordan Harper uh, I thought Harley controlled the game when he was out there we agree love seeing Delandria come back into the lineup and make a huge impact also who are you taking out so Jamie can Ben can go for a skate in Game Six? So we did talk about that. We both agree that probably the deal has to be made to uh, take Olafson out. Uh, Ty Delandry is an interesting story, Sean, because you know Wyatt Johnston is getting a lot of attention, rightfully so. You have Heschkin in. You have uh, you know. A young Harley, you have a young Ottinger, Robertson, so a lot of young guys, and because of that I think people kind of forget that Ty DeLandria was a a first round draft pick and made his way through the system pretty quick, and uh, you know, one of the things Luds and I pointed out during the season, and he's kind of a Swiss Army knife, I think people take it for granted And and in practice, coaches will say that the lines interchange all the time, so anybody can play with anybody but this guy can play on the second, third, fourth line, and you know, he just does a lot of things that doesn't necessarily show up on the uh, stat sheet. Very versatile.
1: Yeah, and I, th- I think Ty Delangia runs into a bit of the unfair expectation of draft status too. Sometimes, like he's only Agreed. 20. He's 22. He's but he was taken. Uh, was it? I think it was was it tenth? It was either tenth, twelfth, 12. It was twelfth, yeah. yeah. And it, I mean, there's also the, there's also the, the irony, not, not the irony, just the true fact of he was hit. The pick was announced by Jamie Ben in Dallas, right? Like it was, <laughs> it was, a, it was the pick announced by Jamie Ben in Dallas. And, um, Delandria though was as a player, probably frankly, shouldn't been, shouldn't have been a top 15 pick like he's not he's not your typical he's not a goal he's not the high level goal scorer he's a good player I'm not saying he shouldn't have been a first rounder but he's probably not he shouldn't but being in the top 15 set probably a bit of an unrealistic expectation and so he's kind of had to fight a bit of that he's also Jim Nill has always compared him to uh, as a as a Mike Fisher to me. That's he always compared him to Mike Fisher. And I think it's a very apt comparison. and we're that's seeing a lot good of, comparison. yeah, yeah, yeah I, I see I see I see a lot of that. And uh, that's he's a guy who, if I probably don't want him in my top six, i don't I don't want him in my top six all the time. That's not how I build my team on on with intent, but he's that guy who can. If there's an injury, he can move into that top six. If you've got a situation um, where someone's suspended, a guy can move into the top six, but he really can thrive in kind of that um, thrive in that third line center center role that that guy center winger role whatever whatever you want to call it, and can really play anywhere and um i i he was I think he was rewarded tonight for what he does. I mean his first goal was not. Uh, his, his first goal was not pretty, but it was doing the right thing at the right time. It was the end of a shift. The stars were changing, throw it on net, get rewarded for doing the right thing. Second goal, go to the, it's, it's a really nice play by Ranta down low to force the turnover. Um, uh, but DeLandria doing the right thing as the F three on the play or third forward in to not be as hockey nerdy about it <laughs> um, come, comes, comes on in and is just in the right place at the right time doing, getting rewarded for doing the right things and the little things. And uh, that's what Ty DeLandria's game is. And it's uh he's the type of piece, he's the type of player where you, you need a couple Ty DeLandria's in your lineup. If you're going to win the Stanley cup, because that's the type of guy who can move up and down the lineup. so,
0: I really like his energy, and oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think I think you need those energy guys. He,
1: play, he plays, he plays, he plays bigger than his stature too. He's someone, yeah, who, he's someone who at I like. I, he's listed at six one, even though I, I have a really hard time believing that because he's if he's six one and one ninety five, then. I'm six foot tall and I am definitely not yeah. six foot tall. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, he plays, he plays, he plays bigger than his stature. And I, I, I like that about his game too.
0: So you get announced as the pick by Jamie Ben and then you wear number 10, <laughs> some expectations there in Dallas. Yes, uh, yes. Brendan Morrow's old number who was, uh, you know, a great energy guy as well. Calgary puck asks, Are we better without Ben? No. Um, No. no, And he says before you answer, he's slow and makes bad passes, (laughs) Uh, suggest Ben in Marchman out. Well, Calgary Puck, we we did bring up Marchman out, but uh, Jamie Ben brings a lot to the table. Um, and I think when you know one of the things is is added scoring punch, and even though you put four in, you know, I mean, you're playing with a lot of hustlers right now, and Jamie Ben does have a skill set that other players on the ice don't have.
1: Oh yeah, I mean, it's Ben comes back into the lineup. The Stars are a better team with a non-boneheaded decision Jamie Bennett in the lineup so yeah. that that to me is there's no disputing that at all um the, the, the biggest question is do you want to be bold and take out Mason Marchment because I think that's the only bold quote-unquote decision you would make and I don't think they'll do it um because Frederick Olveson has been has been good enough I mean but it's you're a better team with Jamie Benn in the lineup
0: yeah yeah absolutely what about would you put Delandry on the fourth line if Marchman stays in, or do you take Marchment and try him on the fourth line, or do oh, you keep that fourth line intact?
1: I mean, I liked, I really liked. I wouldn't take apart that that Ronti Domi, Delandry line. I thought those that, that trio played together really well. Um, I thought they 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 worked together to build into that forecheck. I would look. I mean, I would probably look into putting. Probably seeing a Marchment where Olafson was probably with Fox and Glendening. That's probably that's probably the route I would go because um, I, I think you have too much working well right now. And maybe when I say that, that's when you start to talk yourself into maybe we keep Olafson in and you put Ben on that. Line, and you just take Marchment out. Maybe that, and then you start to have that discussion as a coaching staff. I think ultimately it will end up being Marchment with Fox and Glendening. Um, but because I I don't think you I don't think you can look at the Kibironta Domi Delandria line and think it's a good idea to take it apart because I thought I think they played so well tonight together off jet with each other off the forecheck off turning neutral zone pace I, I think that line that trio gets slower with Mason and Marchment and I don't want to take the speed out of that line.
0: He's Sean Shapiro. I'm Gavin Spittle. It's a post-game edition, post-game number five as the Dallas Stars keep this thing alive. We're all celebrating on a Saturday night. Brandon in Fort Worth at Brandon F Dub asks, are you surprised by the puck handling issues by Vegas defensemen? And I, I just think that they're having a tougher time coming out of the zone, A, because they're having to work harder in their zone. And I think the Stars forecheck in the last two games has been great. Oh it's been really good. Really
1: good. It's uh it's something where it's, it kind of gets it gets lost in all of it. Um it gets lost the, the end of game the end of game 3 gets lost because we spent so much time talking about the the, the incident, right? Like the the Jamie Benn incident and what happened and how the game was effectively over, but if you go back to the end of if you go back to the third period of game 3 and I tried to watch a little bit of it the other day you actually saw the forecheck check start to develop a little bit there, and it's kind of it's one of those weird things like cause the team obviously flushed everything about game three and no one mm-hmm. wants to talk about game three at all but I do think we're 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 at a stretch where you seven so four get for overtime game last game three periods tonight you're looking at a, at a stretch of like eight eight straight periods of a pretty good four check against vegas and um that is uh has not gone unnoticed, so yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely. Uh, ben at Buffs Robo, he's got the star symbol. Mm-hmm. Uh, as his picture with Ben coming back, do you scratch the lackluster Marchment and stick with Freddie, or give Bork a go? Well, Bork would certainly be interesting, but I think at this point with Ben he's going not, in, he's yeah, not he's, yeah, yeah. Bork, Bork, we not, not going to see
1: him. Bork's not playing unless uh, if Bork was going to come in, he would have come in already. That's that's yep. the reality of it. And yeah. Bork isn't Bork is not coming back, and Bork's not coming into this lineup. Um, they, they they the the kid's a big part of the future. They're letting him take warm ups and all of that stuff, but you gotta he he's not playing just that's yeah. at the end of the story he's not playing it was a fun ideology it was a fun thought process but if he was going to come in he would have been in for game he would
0: have been in for game 4 yeah Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, a lot of these questions coming in, I'm reading them as I see them, but it is amazing, as we talked about at the front of this podcast, how that was going to be the question and it is already appearing like who's in, you know, and that's good. There's excitement in the air. That's wonderful. Uh, Mike Albanese asks, it would have been very easy to pack up after game three. Agreed. Huge credit to this team continuing to fight. Vegas is playing good hockey. The stars are starting to find ways to win. Uh, Interesting statement, Mike. And I will say this, minus the game three, if you look at the game two late mistakes, I mean, this has been a very close series, but those are the conference finals because I actually agree with Carolina, Sean, and I want to get your thoughts. I know it was a sweep. And that's coach speak, but it did not feel like a sweep in that Carolina. That was a very, very close series. So I just think sometimes it's a, uh, you know, luck of the puck going in and just, uh, you know, off a stick, off a pad. Um, but this series to me has been very close as well.
1: Well, I mean, shouldn't this, I mean, I don't think this series should have been three. 0 but this series should be three, two, right? 3-2, like, 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 yeah. like the reality is we're at a spot. This series should be at based off of, three overtime games. Both teams have had a game where they were a little bit more dominant. This series should be three, 2 That's, that's the reality of it. And now because of how the games played out and the team's coming back, that's why I felt like Dallas was dead and buried in this. But I mean, in the Carolina series, I know it's, I get what Brendan Moore was saying, where he's like, this wasn't a sweep. I mean, it was though you, you lost four games. You, you did, you did, you didn't like it's. And so it it, it was, but it also i i also i, I but every game was close so all one goal games and you easily could have seen like if puck goes the other way a couple times you easily could see carolina winning that series so yeah it's this has been the hockey's been great other other than there's only been game 3 between dallas and vegas was was an abomination to the sport. It was awful. It was a terrible game. And it it was, it was the old, but it was the, of of the, of the nine games we've had in the conference final eight have been really great hockey games. We had one really bad one. And I, that's what I like. I want great hockey games and we're hopefully going to get another great hockey game on Monday night. And, um, someone, I, I was, uh, someone had a really good perspective, um, after, uh, It was game, I can't remember who, I remember seeing it on Twitter where somebody said that uh, after game three, when the stars were down 3-0, they said right now, and it was right after, it was right after Florida had won and uh, it was the Wednesday night. And they said there are, there's anywhere from, right now there are anywhere from five to uh, five to 10 games remaining in the NHL season. And if it's 10 that means the stars are played in all of them and that would be and that's it's a great perspective and i think that was uh and that was uh, a, and, and i think that's a way to look at this and way this team has looked at it where they're taking things and building things now get me back on track again i go back to that line. Right, I, will. I, will. I will another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help
0: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America, NA member FDIC. All right, we're going to analytic you, but we are going to break this down now. We are going to break this down. I'll take the first part. Sean, you take the second part because Oleg writes in Stars didn't just win, they dominated CF percentage and GF percentage north of 60. So yep. I will take uh, CF. That what that means for Spits and Suds fans out there is shot attempts made by a player in the course of a game while the player is on the ice. Uh and it's Corsi's shot attempts uh differ. Yeah. Uh so that is what CF percentage is kind of a I would say a newer analytic to the game, um, as far as just to the mainstream hockey fan. Tell us what GF percentage is, Sean.
1: Well, I mean, Corsi, I mean, I, I real quick, I would argue that Corsi is Kind of the, I mean, the Corsi Wars were probably fought about seven, eight years ago. So that's not, not, not newer, but it's, it's, well, I mean, it's, 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 it's newish. I mean, it's newer as far as the, the sport's been played for 150 years. Like it's, yes. I, it's like I look at, and, and to me, Corsi is a, um, I like Corsi and I think it's a very useful tool. It's actually the thing when I'm doing, when I'm hand tracking shot attempts, it's essentially what I'm tracking because I think it shows where uh, the game, it shows a lot of how the game is played and it shows approach. Um, I think for me, um, the, uh, the big one that is really kind of established and taken over now is the expected goals for and expected goals against. And it's uh stars according to natural stat trick tonight had a expected goals for of 4.38 to 2.4 for vegas and basically expected goals are depending on which model you use because there's a couple different models for it it's basically using shot location um shot location and assigning a value to each shot because not all shots are created equal and it's uh in theory, it's not an exact science because the game is black and white. Did the puck go in or did it not? But essentially it's using the data of if you apply if you have enough if you if you apply all of these these values to each shot, you're gonna get a pretty good, pretty close estimation of how the game actually played out. And you know what? Tonight, 4.38 expected goals for for Dallas, 2.4 expected goals against. Game was four. Game was four, two. Yeah. So so I think it's, I think that's fair to me. The big one that I, that I like to look at just personally for me. And it's, it's interesting because it's hard to get because everyone has a different definition of it, but I, I'm a big fan of looking at uh, high danger chances for and high danger chances against to me, that's more often more telling because I think sometimes Mm -hmm. Corsi sometimes, sometimes shots, Sometimes it can, it can sometimes be just noise. And tonight Dallas had, if you have a natural stat trick right now, they had a 15, 11 edge in high danger chances for, and it was a, and, and to me, and the only time, the only period they got out high danger chance was the, it uh, was at the end of the game when it was, and it was four, three. And part of that was Vegas having a couple high danger chances with the goalie pulled. To me, that is the, the number I look at more so than just expected goals and Corsi because I think that's a little bit, that shows how effective you are with your volume. And so, um, I mean, yeah, the Stars have been, I mean, it's it, you look at analytically speaking, the Stars have been the better team for a lot of this series, actually. But tonight, it felt like it more than it did than game one or two, where they were also technically analytically speaking the better team
0: so on this program sean we're not magicians that don't tell how the magic works so yeah. you just mentioned high danger chances and that's the stat where can the stars fan or hockey fan where can they find these analytics
1: yeah i mean i look at one i'm looking at the I'm right now i'm looking as we're talking right now i'm looking at the game report from natural stat trick um where they it's and for them, high danger chances are using kind of that home plate area. If uh, and to, to define the home plate, if uh, and this is a podcast, so it's hard to, to, but basically, if you take if you take if you take a marker or a pen and you draw a line from the crease to each face off dot, and then draw and then from the and then basically draw a, another line from across the top of the circles. Um, you'll get something that looks like a home plate in baseball. And that's basically kind of chances within that area, within the slot, within that, that tight area. Those are the places where the home plate area where you're getting high danger chances. Um, Natural stat trick has a, has, has, has the data up there for free. There's some other places that I, that I check as well. Um, uh, Evolving hockey, uh, hockey viz, but both of those are sites that do, have have pay models and they're both very good. I, I use both of their I look at both of their things. But if you want a good free resource, uh you go to natural statric and check it out. And they've always got a pretty good uh game game flow
0: there. And I will say if any of you have any questions, uh feel free to just send us a message on Twitter. Want to make the game as inclusive as possible. There are no bad questions. Like I said, the other day, someone was telling me they didn't know what a four check meant. It was Mm -hmm. actually um, my neighbor who's a big stars fan. And he said, I appreciated that you broke down um, what, you know, the four check meant and what it does and everything like that. So, to the diehard stars fans, sometimes you might ask or might say on this podcast, Why, you know, I know what that is and I appreciate that. But at the same time, there's a lot of people that don't. And that's one of the things um, I want stars fans and hockey fans to put their arm around other people so that it can be an inclusive game and together we can all learn and grow. Uh, Belfour's billions, just the obvious question tonight who comes out? Uh mm-hmm. Mr Belfour we said Olafson hard yeah. to take out Delandria and Olafson uh looked really good we agree they both looked really good this is what i love my man belfour glad we get another episode on monday it's not glad we get another game it's glad we got another stitz <laughs> and seds episode on monday hell yeah uh hashtag we're not going home, even though we are, but the sentiment fits. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. Now <laughs> I, I will say I'm sure the room was buzzing after the game tonight. It'll be interesting because you know, you gotta come out flying on your home ice, right, Sean? You I mean you gotta yeah. establish what you're doing early. There just cannot be a letdown because I I think you're right. Vegas has all the pressure on them, but I think Vegas is going to reset after these two games and kind of get back to what you know what they were doing in the early part of this series. and And part of that was being physical, the fresh legs, and you know, really styming the uh, Stars' defense in their zone with their aggressive forecheck.
1: It's it's also. Um... I mean, yeah, yes, and you also have Vegas has to, right? Vegas is a team that, as much as uh, like we talk about a, we talk about a veteran team. Like um, Petrangelo is a Stanley Cup winning captain. Um, is a former he was a Stanley Cup winning captain with the Blues. Uh, Jack Eichel is a former captain with the Sabers. You look at the, you look at the roster, and obviously we talk about how. The Stars had Joe Pavelski kind of step in and probably filled very much a lot of that captaincy role while Ben has been suspended. But Vegas has those guys too. It's a very veteran for a team, for a franchise that is young, the the core is not. And um, the interesting thing for me coming into game six, I and I wonder, I, I do wonder, I do wonder the... I wonder who who has this call. And I wonder if this may one of the, and maybe this is one of the biggest impacts he has on the team is I wonder what type of conversation Jonathan Quick has with Aiden Hill before game six, because for a lot of the veteran players and everything like that, this is going to be old hat, but the goalie, the guy who has never been in this situation before, who made some great saves, but then started to falter in the third period is now starting to feel the heat is starting to feel the pressure build. I do wonder if this is where the trade for Jonathan quick becomes the most valuable thing that he could have done for Vegas, where on the flight to Dallas or on tomorrow, uh, tomorrow during the off day for the travel day, I wonder if Jonathan quick and Aiden Hill have a conversation about what do you do mentally in this situation? Because I think that is something that Vegas may be missing right now in the in the backbone that we've seen with with Ottinger, and I'm fascinated to see what version of Aiden Hill we get on Monday because that is going to be it's goalie. It's it's easy to say it, but it, but it really is going to be a huge determining factor to see where we go with uh, where this series goes.
0: And we also want to mention, uh, because he has been mentioned in this series, Sean Burke, uh, the former netminder, is the goaltending coach uh, for Vegas and has gotten a lot of credit for their goaltender situation uh, this year. So I agree with you. I think uh, uh, quick getting in his ear is actually a good thing with the experience he has. It's a July conversation, Sean, but Aiden Hill is a free agent and I was just thinking tonight, I mean, he's making these tremendous saves, Mm -hmm. but I was just wondering, do we have another Jack Campbell here? Uh, and, And, you know, I mean, is someone going to say, this is the goaltender of our future? And I say that because a lot of, Vegas is based on their veteran defensemen and how their blue line is one of the best in hockey. And so you wonder, like, goals against and everything, how much is the Vegas defense? And if he goes to another team, you know, that doesn't have that defense core like Vegas, how good would he be? So that's a July conversation, but I was thinking that tonight.
1: Yeah, well, I, I wonder if, I, I don't think Jack Campbell, I think the more apt comparison is Anton Hudobin. Like, I mean, who, Anton Hudobin, who was a good point, who was a career career backup and was always good when he had a one a one B situation and then I mean, had a good run in a bubble that helped Dallas go all the way to the cup final and then got a contract that was, I mean, Dallas paid a guy like that this year. So yeah. I, I, I wonder if, I mean, cause Aiden Hill is not Jack Campbell Aiden Hill's 27 already. Like he's already 27. So it's not. Um, So, I I wonder if the, if the, if you look at, if you use the the kind of uh, the the Anton Hudobin warning on Aiden Hill more so than the Jack Campbell warning. I do also wonder, I I do think Aiden Hill is a fine tandem goalie in the NHL, but I also think he's a perfect example of a guy being fresh, right? So, his tonight was his 10th game of the playoffs, his ninth start. And between, and only he played 20, he only played 27 regular season games. Tonight was his 37th game of the year. Jake Ottinger is playing, let's get this exact number right. So Jake Ottinger is, Jake Ottinger played 62 games. Tonight was his 19th game. Jake Ottinger has played 81 games this year. Yeah. Like we're, we're talking about one goalie who has played, one goalie has played more than double the other guy. And so I think the, the Aiden Hill lesson is more so, if you're look, he's not a number one to me. He's a tandem guy, and if he can seize it in the playoffs, great. But he needs to play 30 to 40 games a season. Not you can't. Jake Ottenger is doing what most goalies can't. Most goalies can't play 80 games anymore. It's just the reality.
0: Yeah, I, I think the Hudobin example is really good. I just brought up Jack Campbell because of the yeah, one yeah. good year in Toronto. But you're right. Yeah. Um, and man, that contract still bugs me to this day. But uh, you know they. I don't think they were ready for Jake Ottinger yet. I thought he'd be a perfect backup, but um, that's in the past. And right now we're going to game six. So that's exciting. Uh, let's see. Jason asks, what letter grade do you give Vegas? Y'all rock. Go stars. Thank you so much, Jason. Uh, I didn't think they played bad tonight. I didn't. Um, for letter, I, letter grade for the game or for the series? What's the question on that? Uh, I think it's for the game.
1: Okay. Okay. For the game. Okay. Um, Solid I mean, B. B minus. B minus. I mean, minus like, yeah. like I, I thought Vegas had. I, I, think I think Aiden Hill masked a lot of Vegas's early problems tonight. I think I think the way, I, th- I think this is a game where if the first period reflects, if the scoreboard reflects the first period's flow of the game, this game looks really bad for Vegas. So I think Aiden Hill masked some of the problems. Now the goalie's yeah. part of the team. So, I, I'd, I'd give it, I'd give it a, a B, I guess. So.
0: Yeah. 23 block shots. That's who they uh, are. That's who they are though. Yeah. 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 Uh, And and I think Martinez does a really good job as far as getting down, man. He sells out really well. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's see. Let's uh, go to flowy at F Weezer 55. It looks like DeBoer found some trust in Harley. Finally more ice time for him. So uh I agree and uh some trust in Joel Hanley as well who um you know deserves a credit we need to keep saying that I mean we said Hanley is what he is however you know Sean is the seventh defenseman coming in these games I mean he just does a real nice job
1: Joel Hanley I mean we talk a lot about like we t- we always talk about there's always the the spaces of guys who make run like we talked about Aiden hill as a free agent and these are once again conversations for from a dallas perspective that can be had in the offseason but like joel hanley is 31 he'll be 32 this summer has never played more than has never played more than uh 40 something games that he he played with dallas last season i mean somebody and i don't know if it's i mean it's somebody and I don't know if it's going to be Dallas or someone else. Somebody is going to look at this guy and say he's no longer a number seven, and that's what he's done. This and that's what he's like. I'm not saying he's he's a top four guy, but he's proven that he is a he can play every night and he can do that. And somebody's going to give him that opportunity this offseason. I don't know if it's going to yeah. be Dallas. It's going to be I don't know if it's going to be somebody else. And you and I can have that conversation about the Dallas perspective at some point later. But it is something where to give Joel Hanley credit for you talk about a guy who it's not an easy job being the seventh defenseman. And I think that sometimes gets lost on guy on, on how difficult it is. Just like it's not an easy job being the 13th forward. It's not easy to do what Frederick Olufsen has done to come in and play well. So full credit to Hanley, full credit to Olufsen, even though he'll be out of the lineup next game.
0: Yeah, absolutely.